You've tuned in to this week's episode of Cornerstone Conversations. Hello and welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. Uh, I'm your host today, Matt Koenig, Assistant Pastor at Cornerstone, and with me is Senior Pastor Neil Wright. Hello, Neil. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Matt. Good. Lovely good. to see you today. Yeah, lovely to be here. Episode 26 today, meaning we've made it to half a year. That's a good that's, long time, isn't that's it? That's a long time. We're supposed to do something special. Yep. And a special treat for everyone today is that I'm hosting rather than you. That's exactly right. Wow. We're really mixing it up here in the studio. We are mixing it up. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen. It could, things could get crazy here today, folks. <laughs> Strap in. Just a bit wild. Um, yeah, so Neil, um, uh, we're, we're here to talk about your message uh, from Sunday. Now, I, I wasn't actually there on Sunday. I had, had a sick child and, and was at home. So I, I didn't get to, to be in the room as you're delivering the message, but I have listened to it on our podcast. Yep. Um, and awesome message. Message titled, um, oh, what, what was it titled? What, we, what was it called? It was called Look at the Unseen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it's a strange thing to say. How can you look at something look, look you can't at, see? Look at something you can't see. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit weird, but it's it it actually in the Bible. It is. It is. Um, and so uh, I believe you, you looked at some pictures on the internet. Yeah, um, yeah. As, and uh, pictures of nature, and you had an example picture there of a um, was it a snow leopard yeah. sitting sitting in a rock face, and, and sort of challenged everyone to have a have a look at the picture and, and yeah. find it. Um, were there many people that could see it, or was oh, like a... I'm not really sure. I think no matter wherever I pointed on the picture, they would say, "Oh yeah, I see it." <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah. no, no, they all saw it in the end because we pointed it out. Oh, and nice. It's interesting. Just how hidden it was there in the rocks, because snow leopards. I thought they were white, but maybe they are white in winter. I'm not sure, mm. but it definitely wasn't. It was a brown one against the rocks. You could hardly see it. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And so I think, like, the point of that was to show that we can get so distracted by the things that we do see that we actually don't see things we don't see. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's there. We're, we're distracted by other things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. By what we can see, which was the rocks. And so yeah. your focus is not on what is there, the the point of what you're looking at, but everything else around it and the things that are physical in there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Good good challenge. Um so you you um use some different different verses that we're gonna go through and just chat a bit more about um today. Um one of them was from Hebrews eleven. Um I'll just read that out. It says faith is the confidence that we hope for. Uh, uh, sorry, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things that we cannot see. Uh, through their faith, the people of old, of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command and what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Um, great, great passage. Um, great reminder of of who who God is, the challenge for us to to be uh, relying on God and and His promises that He that He's made for us. Um, thoughts about that passage, Neil? Yeah, I think what really strikes me with it is that there's a confidence about it. You know, yep. like, and sometimes people can take when you actually do get to a point of faith in something you actually have a confidence and it's not arrogance, but it can be seen as that very easily. So if I'm mm. believing for something and I genuinely do, um, 
that what I hope for will actually happen. It's a confidence. It's not just a wishy-washy thing of, mm. you know, it's not like a magic spell I'm throwing out there or talking to the universe, hoping that, hoping that it will come back to me or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, but it's a very, it, it's almost a solid thing. And it's something you can grab hold of, faith. It yep. grabs hold of those things you can't see. Yep. Um, whether that's just, you know, just trusting in what God is doing for us, uh, maybe eternal salvation. Mm. We can't see heaven at the moment, but we're, we're sure because of the Holy Spirit witnessing in us that we're going there. Yep. Um, and the, just the last bit of that verse, what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. This really gives me hope for miracles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I talked a couple of weeks ago about God being the first cause. In other words, he just created it. He's the first cause, which is why he can do miracles, because he operates outside of our earth. You know, it's an unseen world. And there's another passage that talks about how the things that were created were, were made by just his voice. Mm. You know, he, he just said it and yep. it happened. Yep. And it wasn't created from things that you can see at all. It was from things you can't see. His words, mm. really. Mm. Have you have you ever experienced a time when um, God has told you that something is coming, or or you you you're doing something, uh, and and uh, the every everything physical that you can see seems to be against what you what you're aiming for or what you're believing for, and what was the outcome of that? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, there's been probably. Oh, there's been so many times in my life, but times that really stick out um, is when you're just so confident it's going to happen. And one of those times is when I actually became pastor of this church. And I won't go through the whole story, but basically it was just a flat out, no, it can't happen. You know, the way things are structured, the way things are, it's not happening. Um, but I knew from the start, I never once wavered at all. I just knew what God was going to do. And through a series of events that were actually quite miraculous in many ways, um, it happened. Mm. And like, if I told the story, you'd understand what I mean by that. But it was very much like everything in the natural was against it happening. And yet God worked things. And it happened. Yep. And and from the start, the very start, I just knew 100%. Um, and I think there's probably been three times, two or three times in my life where that's been the case. Mm -hmm. um, many other times, um, it's just been that continual prayer time and pushing into God. And I've believed for things. And they've happened, but not so, I, I guess, so certain where mm. you just know the outcome 100%, mm. if that makes sense. Yep. yep. What about you? Um, yeah, I guess there's, there's certainly been a few times um, in in my life where that's happened, and and probably a little bit different in terms of like um, I guess a, briefly a story about about my life in in the the job that I do for for Northern Territory Christian Schools. I'm yep. IT manager, and um, I'd I'd really felt I went I went to school at Marara Christian College up here, um, and and really felt like. I wanted to to do something in that space. I felt like I was needed to to be working in that space with technology, which is something I love, and um, using those those abilities in in that that space of Christian education. And 
um, for a while there, I was working with a, with another company and whatever, and I really felt like God was saying, I need to go and work for NT Christian schools. And I applied for a, a job that came up um, and everything went really well. I was actually offered the job, but in the process of deciding whether or not I was going to take it, I really felt like God saying, no, not yet, um, which was just bizarre. Mm. You know, it was something that I'd, I'd really felt like I was needing to do. And, and then... I don't know how long it was, probably a, a couple of years later, there was another position that came up, which looking back at that now was God's perfect timing to bring someone else in to do some other stuff first. And then I came in and, you know, like, and I'm, I'm in, still there now. And that's, yep. it's been a quite a long time. Um, and uh, just, yeah, I guess just, just knowing that God is in control you know, looking, looking at that job and, and seeing it there before me and going, Oh yeah, this is, this is it. Yep. But then but then really feeling God saying, No, hold off. Yep. Um, not now or yep. it, you know, even even no, this is it, it wasn't even like a not now. It was a, at the time it was a this isn't what I want you to do. Um and it was like, Okay, God, so then I had the that that conversation of, you know, no, I'm not gonna take this position and, and then just, just waiting and then and then as I say, you know, looking back, another position became available and it just sort of worked out and it yeah. was so much better than what it would have been if I just stepped straight into that, to that yeah. position. There was some learning. There was some other things that had to happen, and you know, so that's that's pretty cool to 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 recognise. Even in in that sort of instance, you know, sometimes God has has better ways of doing things than what than what we want. So yeah, that's absolutely. Sort of really cool. And I guess like that's the other side. The faith is that I'm expecting a good outcome in a lot of areas, um, and I know it's going to happen. It's like even throughout my life, I expect God to guide me, and He does. I expect that whatever He has for me mm. will be the best for me as well. And mm. I guess that's, you know, part of that as well. Just the confidence in God Himself that He is actually a good and loving Father that wants to be involved in our life. And yep. yeah, trusting Him. Like, I guess that's what it boils down to. Yeah, yeah. And and just I guess the the reminder of of who God is, you know, like there's a, this, we, I think we need to be constantly reminded about who God is and his character and what he's, what he's capable of. You know, there is, there is nothing that is impossible for God. Yeah, and, right. and, but we, you know, because I think because we see the physical things that are in front of us, we see the problems, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It's, it's easy for us to lose track of that. And, you know, you talked about um, from, from Matthew 14, the story of uh, the feeding of the 5,000. Um, you know, where where there's all these crowds milling around and the disciples come to Jesus and say, you know, we need to we need to find food for them or or we need to send them away so they can find food for themselves and, and Jesus comes back and says, No, that's not necessary. You feed yeah. them. Um you know, just in in that moment, um, you know, the be I've been thinking about that. We we talked about it on, on Monday night at our men's group and, and just that whole process of where do you even start with that? You know, you, yeah. you got all these people, and Jesus is like, no, no, you you feed them. Um, yeah, yeah, and okay. It, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like, but Jesus said that isn't necessary. I've got a uh, a semi trailer out the back with food in it. No, that's right. It was like that's yeah. not necessary. I've got five loaves and two fish. Yeah, <laughs> it's like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rationally, okay. it makes no sense at all. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. again, just I mean, obviously, Jesus knew of the amazing provision that God has and, and the 
the incredible power and, and whatever. There's, yeah, again, there, there's nothing that is impossible for him. Yeah. And he's uh, stepped in faith yeah. in that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's the looking at, like, so the disciples saw, obviously, the five loaves and two fish, and they, mm. they knew the limitations. But Jesus didn't see that. He knew his heavenly Father and the need mm. that was there, and he knew yeah. he was going to meet it. Uh, another story when he had to pay temple tax. And he goes and tells Peter, just go down the lake, catch yeah. a fish, yep. and there'll be a gold coin. You can pay the tax with it. Yeah. Crazy stuff. But he knew God's provision. Now, yeah. he obviously didn't do that every time, but he knew that that was there for him. Um, mm. Yeah. So, pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the, the main story that you, I think that you're really focusing on for the, for the message was, was the story um, of uh, uh, Jairus. And his and his daughter, um, who who had had died, um, um, and it and it just says, uh, or we'll read that as well. It's from Luke eight uh, forty nine, is where it starts. And and it's while while Jesus uh, was speaking to her, so that's the it comes immediately after the story of the woman with the issue of blood that we we looked at a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Um, and it just says a message from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, um, comes and he tells him that your daughter is dead. Uh, there is no use in troubling the teacher now. Uh, but when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith and she will be healed. Um, you know, I think a, a, the, the big thing that jumps out at me there is, is fear. Don't be afraid. Yeah. You know, the, the question of, you know, again, we're looking at something that we're looking at death. That's pretty, that's pretty final. That's done. It's, it's over. Um, but even in the other circumstances that we come up against in our life, when we're looking at different things, fear is often involved in that. The fear of the unknown, fear of what's to come, you know, fear of how am I going to deal with this issue that I've just found out about? How am I going to um, get out of this situation I find myself in? Um, and I, I sort of found myself asking the question, you know, what what am I fearful of? What's holding me back because of fear, um, in in the things that God's wanting me to do, um, and then and then Jesus is saying, "Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. Just have faith." Yeah. Um, yep, that's right. And fear is <laughs> the biggest one of the biggest enemies of faith for sure. Because mm. fear, I guess, it conveys that you don't trust. Yeah. Well, you can't because you're afraid. But if if you had full confidence in someone, you're never going to be afraid. Mm. Um, in a situation and yeah it, it's even interesting to me just when we're looking at that it's like don't be afraid what's he going to be afraid of he's just been told that she's dead yeah so what's his fear well I think I think for me it would be fear that it's all over you know what's what's the point yep. you know I, I think if you know I'm, I, I'd I'd yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know how how do you continue on? You know, sort of. There's there's all of those sorts of questions that would be going through your head as a parent that yeah. you'd be going through your head. Absolutely. Yep. Again, looking, can't see. Um, yep. Yeah. Do you want me to finish off that passage then? Yeah, go for you? it. Yep. Go for it. Yeah, uh, definitely. Have faith that you'll be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, James, John, and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, stop weeping, she isn't dead, she's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him, because they all knew she had died. And then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, my child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned, and she immediately stood up. 
And Jesus told them to give him something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted that they not tell anyone what had happened. Yeah. And and this is another thing that will stop us with our own faith. Like, mm. There's always a crowd of people around that are willing to tell you you're stupid. Mm. You know, um, Jesus basically being told he's stupid because they're laughing at him. Yeah. You know, these people crying and weeping and wailing, but then he says, not, she's not dead. They start laughing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, whatever, Jesus. Mm. Um, but Jesus put out of the house everyone who was mocking, everyone yeah. who was against faith, basically. Yeah. And he grabbed three people that were close to him plus the parents and took them in and he knew what he was doing. Mm. And I think like for us, when we're trying to look at those things that are unseen, the promises of God, which is the, the what we're, what I was really focused on in the message was that the things that we see are earthly, temporal and subject to change. Yep. And so what's God really saying? Remembering that he can work outside of what we can see and know, that he does miracles mm. because he's the first cause. Mm. He, he is the creator. Um, and and really focusing on that, you know, like what do I need in my life that's not like a selfish thing, you know. Like, I don't think it's like, you know, oh, I want that girl to be my wife. Let me pray for that and I'll have it. It's not things like that. But the promises of God that are there for us um, including healing is one of those things, but there's a whole lot of things, provision in your life, finding a good marriage partner, but not being, you know, give me a, you know, give God your list of the perfect mm. person that you want when he's got something perfect for you in yeah. marriage or something like that. Um, but don't allow other people's unbelief to stop you believing in God. Mm. So fear yep. and also the crowd yep. mocking you know, those things, um, to not let, just push into God. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, another reading, 2 Corinthians 4.13. Um, but we continue to preach uh, because we have the same kind of faith that the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. And again, that's the same same sort of thing as what you're talking about, you know, believing in the promises of who God is. The fact that he is above everything, that he is the creator, that he spoke and it was, that, you know, there's there's all of these things. Um, and, and when we believe that, we need to speak that out. Um, you know, I think you, you shared a story about um, uh, Peter on the roof. Is it Peter on the roof? And yes. The food yeah, coming yeah, down? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, you want to share a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, sure. So Peter uh, in Acts, there's a story about when he had a vision and it was so he could go to the Gentiles and a blanket came down from heaven with all unclean animals in it mm. and he was told to eat. And he said, mm. no, I can't, it's unclean. Mm. And then it happened again and same sort of thing. But but God was basically saying to him, no, you're going to be going to Gentiles' house, eat whatever's set before you. Mm. I've called it clean now. So yeah. I, I was having a bit of a struggle in terms of my own personal life uh, as a young fellow through a couple of rejections. Um, and then being married again to Joe and great woman, we're still married and it's an awesome, you know, awesome marriage. But I had these doubts and fears of rejection mm. and I'd get fits of depression Yeah, and I'd actually start to hate myself. So in terms of, you know, um, I just think so lowly of myself, I'm an idiot, you know, just basically ripping myself apart. Mm. And I'm sure I'm not the only person that's ever done that. But after hearing, seeing that vision, God actually spoke to me and said, 
stop calling unclean what I've called clean, and he was talking about myself. Mm. And I had to change my language because I wasn't agreeing with the word of God at all. Yeah. About what he said about me. Yeah. I changed what I said, and and I felt that he said, say it out loud. So as soon as a thought came in, I said it out loud, that is not true. This is the truth. This is what God says about me. Yeah. And my story is basically within a few weeks, totally gone, never come back, Yeah. except for little glimpses every now and then, but it's Mm. quickly shut down because I've learnt that lesson. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that truth of, of God over our lives is, yeah. is really key. And there's I believed in God, so I spoke. Yeah. It's him. It's all yeah, him. Yeah, it's all him. All yeah. him. It's Absolutely. not positive, you know, confession. It's I believe in yeah. God. Yeah. 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 And so, um, continuing on 2 Corinthians 4.18. So we don't look at the troubles that we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. But the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things that we cannot see will last forever. I think that's a that's a great place to sort of wrap up mm. in that we just need to fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen, the things of God, the promises yeah. of God, the truths of God, the steadfastness of God, yeah. the unchangingness of God, yeah. because that's what's going to last forever. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And I think by, you know, like one of the things I said is we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. It's mm. like, how am I going to do that? How can I actually look at something I can't see? Eyes of faith. Yeah. That's the only way. Yeah. And so we're, we're looking at the promises and bringing them in um, because the things of earth are temporary and subject to change. Yep. But what God says isn't, and it's forever. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Great. Neil. No, Thanks, thank everyone. You, thank and you for your beautiful leading oh. through this amazing 50... What is it? 50... No, 26. 26th episode. 26. Wow. Amazing. Until 26. next time, folks. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>